midnight. In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, it drives me crazy. I don't know if you guys hear it, but, like, as soon as I start talking, my music just stops, and I don't get, like, a fade or anything. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, a prima donna when it comes to that stuff, but that drives me nuts. But anyway. <laughs> I'm like always afraid to interrupt the song to start talking. But anyway, welcome to the show. I am in a great mood today. I have an awesome guest and um, just a lot of great things going on. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day and it was the inauguration of our president. I know it's his second term. It's kind of like been there, done that. However, for me... Things like that, like an inauguration of a president, when um, it, it gives me a sense of renewal. It gives me um, a spirit of um, excitement and anticipation and drive and enthusiasm. And, you know, I kind of feel bad sometimes for the people who have nothing better to say than, well, you voted for them. You know what? The majority of your country voted for them. So suck it up and be the respectful person that you agree to be every time you pledge allegiance to the flag. You know? Oh, my gosh. I could go on and on forever. And we're gonna. (laughs) Ha! Because that's what our show's about today. But here's the thing. Yesterday, I listened to the president's speech because that's the respectful thing to do. And I got to tell you something else. We started eating dinner again around the dining room table as a family because it's something that we had gotten away from because we're not perfect. So we regrouped. And now we started eating dinner around the table again because you can do that. You can correct when you make mistakes. Just want to throw that out there. But... So we've started eating dinner around the table again, and last night we were all talking about the inauguration, and my husband said to my kids, so you guys had off of school for Martin Luther King Day, did you watch it? My kids were like, yeah, we watched it here and there, and he was giving them a rash of crap about not watching the whole thing and being glued to the television, right? So then I looked at him and I said, you know what I find funny? You work for a company that's owned by people who are not of the Christian faith, yet you all have off on Christmas Day. It's a, it's a holiday that's not celebrated by every single person in our country, yet we still feel compelled to give everyone in our country the day off to celebrate it, and we don't give them the day off to pay attention and pay honor and... Um, and participate in the inauguration of our country's leader. I find that part of the problem, to be quite honest with you. I think it lacks integrity. 
And I think that the, that lack of integrity is what is ruining our country more than government, more than the economy, more than the amendments that we're fighting for. It's our own lack of integrity and paying attention to the things that really matter and really count and setting that example for our kids. That's what's screwing us. So the next time you feel compelled to post something negative about the leader of your country, think about the model that you're setting for your kids. And if you turn around and say, I don't know why kids are so disrespectful today, look in a mirror because you're part of the problem. And that is the topic of the show today. I just wanted to uh, kind of start that out. My guest... Um, I don't know if she's on the same page with me as as everything that I've just said and everything that I've just said, but um, her name is Valerie Remy Melora, and she started a website called scrumptiousmoms.com. And uh, her whole mission is to help moms to reclaim their sense of self, sanity, serenity. She provides them with inspiration and tools to live balanced, bold, and beautiful lives. Those are her words, and I love them. Um, She's an author, she's a coach, and she's a public speaker, speaker, and she is in the process of writing a book that I'm really excited about, and I'm going to let her tell you about on the show today. So um, without further ado, welcome, Valerie. How are you today? Great, Tara. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm truly honored to be here. I'm excited to be here, and it is a splendid day. I don't know weather-wise how it is here, but it's a beautiful day here in L.A., and sunshine always helps to set my day the right way. So I I'm also in very excited spirits and happy to be here. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I think that every sunrise is an opportunity for us to have a do-over, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and I wish more new people beginning. would see it that way, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Every day is a new beginning. It's a clean state. It's slate. It's a, an opportunity to reclaim, refocus, and, you know, sometimes redirect. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. I was so excited to have you as a guest today because of a conversation that we just had. Um, And it's kind of funny how the universe works that way. But we were actually talking about your book. Right. And um, I'm really excited for that to come out. I would love for you to tell our listening audience a little bit more about what you're doing. What does that project look like? that I'm writing is about extraordinary moms and really it's a celebration of the role that we play as moms and um, a look into what it is that you know make us unique and make us um, the powerful beautiful human beings that we are and really how it is that we pass on the legacy that we want to pass on to our children and the, the you know the bulk of the book is really a, a number of interviews about with different moms who who lead their lives in a special way and in inspirational ways and have really understood that the way we teach is the way we live. It's not about what we say to our children. You know, that's a little part of it, but the bulk of what we teach is through the way that we live our lives. So if we have high aspirations for our children, the best way to empower them to live that is to live that for ourselves. All too often, moms tend to, you know, lose their sense of identity when they become moms, and our entire being gets wrapped up in these little precious little ones that we're, you know, we're we're gifted with, and we don't realize that by letting go of who we are 
as women, as individuals, that we're actually compromising our greatest mission, which is to teach our children to be bold, confident, and beautiful, and to live their life with confidence and integrity. And so really that's the inspiration behind the book, is to look at these different moms who've made wonderful choices, positive choices, and have left a legacy because of the way that they live their lives. I love that. And, you know, it's funny because the first, well, two of the the first chapters in Stop Raising Einstein are um, focusing on intention and focusing on integrity. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that I have in there that I absolutely love is, as I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say and watch what they do. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I love that. And it's so true because, you know, we were talking yesterday about how so much of communication is not verbal. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because I uh, I'm very active on Facebook, and as the many of our listeners mm-hmm. <laughs> will attest yes. to, and one of my dear friends from high school posted on um, her daughter is in a cheer group, like a dance cheer competition group, right? Right. And she posted a picture of her daughter, and she's an absolutely beautiful little girl. She's like an olive-skinned, you know, they're Latina, and, you know, beautiful little girl. But what she was talking about was the hairpiece that this little girl was required to wear to be in this competition. And they were talking about the inconvenience of having to to put it in because apparently it's like weaving your hair into this hair piece and it's not a very comfortable process. Uh But the first thing I went to was what is the message that these people are sending to these little girls that you're not good enough without artificial hair? Like the only way our team is going to get picked to win is if everybody looks identical and that identical look has to be up to our standards of beauty. I I felt that I, I thought that was just appalling. You know, it's something that is close to me what you just talked about. I don't know if you saw an article every month through Scrumptious Moms we feature a mom who's, you know, inspirational in, in the way that she lives her life and it just so happens that this past month the feature was about my sister who is now a personal trainer but through her teen years ended up becoming a victim of anorexia and then bulimia. And really, it was, you know, her trying to reconcile her own need for perfection or perception of what perfection was with the constant pressure that was put upon her by society. She was a dancer, you know, and and she realized that her dance teacher often complimented her when she was losing weight. And we don't realize how these unrealistic standards and especially when we expect everybody to conform to a specific mold how damaging these really are and the the sad thing is that often by the time you have that wake-up call severe damage has already happened I know in the case of my sister you know thanks to a really strong foundation and some instrumental people in her life she was able to turn everything around and she's now uh, a personal trainer who inspires other women to really take proper care of their health and, you know, be strong in who they are. But that's not always the end of the story. You know, for a lot of girls, that happy ending isn't always there. And I think it's something we have to be extremely aware of with our children. You know, the the words we say are very powerful, but the subtext is even more powerful. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, I I have similar memories from being a little girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the biggest compliments that I got from people were, oh, my gosh, you look so wonderful. You've lost so much weight. And you have to realize that those were times when I was going through anorexia as well. Oh, and no. right after right after I had lost my brother, so I had stopped eating for like a month. <laughs> so it's kind of amazing. And I love that you bring up that topic of the subtext and and how what our expectations and the things that we compliment and the things that we pay attention to really does set that framework for how our children perceive themselves to be acceptable when we come back we're going to talk about a little bit more behind the founding of scrumptious moms when we return Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. will track your income. Can you? It's time to bulletproof your taxes. Yes, bulletproof your taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. As a business owner, you know that tax deductions can lower your tax liability, but deciding which expenses are deductible and how to claim them can be confusing, frustrating, and ultimately costly when you're wrong. Former IRS audit supervisor Nellie Williams will help you learn what is deductible and when to take that deduction to avoid raising IRS red flags. She'll teach you how to survive an IRS audit so you don't have to pay more tax, interest, or penalties. Each week, Nellie will be here to teach us as entrepreneurs and small business owners how to pay our fair share and not a penny more. Check out her website, BulletproofYourTaxes.com. Then join us for Bulletproof Your Taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network.
Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. So excited to be joined today by my guest, Valerie, and she is the founder of scrumptiousmoms.com. And before this, the break, we were talking about our, our topic for today, which is, for me, it's about um, the examples that we set and um, having intention and integrity in our parenting and to ourselves, you know, being accountable to ourselves for our own actions and our own well-being. And the the whole impetus to this for me was the, the inaugural speech yesterday and um, some of the things that the president said. And what really struck a chord with me or what made me want to bring this up wasn't necessarily the words of the president himself, but the commentary that came after words um there was a there was a commentator that was talking about you know what what did you get out of his speech what did you think of his speech and what did you hear and and blah 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 and the one guy said i'm not going to tell you what i heard i'm going to tell you what i didn't hear and what i didn't hear was a call to action and what i didn't hear was a quotable and what i didn't hear of a ask not what your country can do for you blah 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 and i thought you know what bud you were looking for you were looking what you wanted to hear instead of listening to what he actually said because the fact is there were just as many people as you who did hear the president's call to action when he said the decisions are now upon us and we can't afford delay anymore we can't mistake absolutism for principle we can't substitute spectacle for politics we can't treat name call reason debate that was all about accountability that was all about integrity. That was a call to action to the people of the United States of America to stop their whining and step up and do something, take charge of their own destiny, and be accountable to the changes that they expect other people to make. You can't say on one hand, I want you to do this for me, and then say on the other hand, get out of my business. You're sending mixed signals when you do that. And it made me think about how we as parents do the same thing to our impressionable children. And how, you know, when we say do this and then act in a totally different way, we're sending mixed signals to our kids. And then we call them things like uncooperative, uncompliant, disrespectful. But the fact is we're creating it. So, you know, when I was talking to Valerie yesterday on the phone, she just cemented so many of those beliefs and ideals through our conversation that I just knew that she was the person that we needed to talk to today. So (laughs) thanks, Tara. (laughs) You're very welcome. You're very welcome. You can tell I'm a very passionate person when it comes to this topic. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So. One of the things that you talk about is how taking care of ourselves as mothers um, prepares us to parent from a place of strength and be fully present and available to our children. Why does that matter to you? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think, you know, as I said before, all too often when we become mothers, everything becomes about our children. And the reality is when you stop living your own life and put 
your own needs on hold, then ultimately, you know, here he's saying, I want the best for my children. You're thinking best education, best schools, best, you know, team or whatever it is. It's the best is the best that. And yet you're depriving them of the most important best in their lives, which is the best you. If you neglect your own needs, then you get to a point where you're running on empty. And I realize that, you know, when when children are born, their dependency on us is quite obvious. And, and I think we get fooled into thinking that that dependency is actually a lot greater than it really is. I mean, we need to feed them, we need to bathe them, but we also need to leave them on their own once in a while and give them the freedom to explore their space, to explore themselves, to start figuring out how they feel about situations. Um, but it's, you know, when they're little, because they're so dependent, it's kind of a natural thing to feel that we need to fulfill their every need. And so we stop all too often really caring for ourselves. And we're much too willing to just kind of put aside, you know, whether it's taking an hour to go exercise or, you know, we'll eat a meal on the run because we're juggling so many things that we really need to be there for our kids. And by the time they turn to teens, which I believe is the time where our kids actually need us the most, and what I mean by that is that's the time where they need us to be our strongest. And if we spent, you know, the past 10, 15 years of their lives neglecting our own needs, when they call upon us to be to be strong, we're running on empty, and we're doing them a huge disservice. I, I agree with you on that so much. I find that parents often use their children as an excuse to neglect their own needs, and then they want to cry because they're unfulfilled. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't, you know, I, I don't want to say that they're making a conscious choice to, but sometimes parents realize it, and yet, yes, they still fall back. Oh, I don't have a choice, or I have to, or I must. And the reality is what you're communicating through that is as you're telling your child, I want you to thrive, I want you to be the best that you can be, but if I'm not claiming that for myself, mm-hmm. then what I'm really communicating is I'm not worth it. Therefore, they're not worth it. So ultimately, all of my intentions end up sending the wrong message because I'm claiming one thing verbally, but I'm living the opposite. You know, it's so funny because even in little things that we do, um, <clears throat> like if if we're having a disagreement with one of our friends or if we strongly disagree with something that someone says mm-hmm. and our child knows that we don't agree with that point of view or that we're we're hurt or that we're offended or that we're upset and they ask us about it and we say, well, I could never... You know, I could never say that to her because she would that would make her mad or, you know, I her friendship is more important to me than you uh. know, than speaking my mind. We're we're literally telling our kids that, you know, people liking us is more important than being true to ourselves and, and standing in our own truth. Oh yeah, and I hear and I see that happen all too frequently and then you know that happens at school as well where children aren't willing to stand up for themselves and I have to say if there's something I'm really proud of is that I instilled the opposite of that in my daughters and I I remember when my oldest Alexandra who's now 15 was about oh my god she must have been in second grade 
and one of the kids was being bullied by another kid. I didn't know anything about this, and then I got an email from a mom who said, I really want to share with you, you know, how incredible Alexandra was, but, you know, while this was happening, Alexandra stepped in and basically interfered and said, why are you saying these hurtful things? And, you know, how would you like it if someone said that to you? And she knew that she was putting herself in a position that, you know, potentially could have hurt her, so to speak, or hurt her popularity. But that really wasn't her concern. She knew that the right thing to do was to stand up and defend this this child who was being wrongfully, essentially bullied. Um, And I think ultimately that really is what we want children to learn is we're not going to agree with everyone. I mean, we've been given the freedom to choose in so many different ways, and that's something that needs to be respected. And, mm-hmm. and it's important for us to live that. And I know that, you know, sometimes we're in situations where we feel a little bit intimidated or we may feel that our opinion is not necessarily the popular one and we don't really want to open ourselves up to any criticisms or anything so we keep our mouth shut. But ultimately, you know, if, if you turn around and tell your child, stand firm, you know, in your values and, and be strong in who you are and yet we're not willing to live that and affirm that, then, yeah, again, we're, we're teaching them that ultimately what other people think and how they're perceiving us is what we need to, to live by and allow that to define us. And that's a really sad thing when that happens. It is. And, you know, I've, I see it a lot. You know, I do a lot of work in the schools, and um, I do see children handling things in the only way that they know how. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we want to attack them for doing it wrong. But what we have to step back and look at is what is the only model that they've been given? You know, right. if if you're... We can go one extreme or the other with kids very, very easily. I mean, I work with households that the kids have the freedom to say whatever they want, whenever they want. You know, they have freedom of speech and um, they have freedom to express their opinion. And that's fine. But then when your child, right, to a point, you know, then when your child is getting in trouble for talking back to their teachers... Then you want to say to them, well, how dare you disrespect authority like that? I taught you better than that. No, you really didn't. You didn't set any boundary at all. And then on the other hand, if you live in a totalitarian household where the kids aren't allowed to voice their opinions at all and it's mom and dad rule, um, then they're not speaking up for themselves because they haven't been given permission. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I love the whole idea of being present for your kids because I think that it teaches them the the skill of presence, Absolutely. of listening and communication and respectful communication, which is something that's, you know, really huge with us. Oh, uh, absolutely. I think that a lot of times we forget that the, the biggest skill we can teach our kids is conflict resolution. And I think that if we did that, if we taught our kids how to respectfully engage with someone that they're in conflict with to avoid escalating that fight, because it takes two people. It, it takes two people to create an argument, right? And I think always, we forget that Always, a lot. yeah. And, and we're so quick mm-hmm. at blaming, and I think, you know, it starts in the household. I mean, you need to, as a parent, also listen to what your children are telling you. 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and model that active listening. And if you come home from work, I mean, moms these days are faced with a lot of, of struggles and, you know, our schedules are busier than ever and most of us, a huge part of us at least, are working moms. So we're handling the household, we're raising our kids, we're working and our days are filled to the brim, right? It doesn't yeah. mean that we can't take a five-minute complete decompress when we meet our child to be fully engaged with them. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. To start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious. And get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated. Take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do. In love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life, abundant thinking, and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are excited to be joined by Valerie Remy Malora, and she is the founder of ScrumptiousMoms.com. It's an awesome website, and you really need to check it out if you haven't. Um, also, please connect with us on Facebook. Uh, we love to bring in questions, comments, and concerns from our listening audience and address them on the air. So if there's anything that you have to say or anything that you want to talk about, please check us out and, and connect with us on Facebook. You can find me at either Tara Kennedy Klein 
or Stop Raising Einstein, of course. And as far as Valerie, I believe you can find her at scrumptiousmoms.com, which is easy enough. And uh, your last name is hyphenated like mine, right, Valerie? Yes, absolutely. So it's Valerie Remy, R-E-M-Y hyphen Melora, M-I-L-O-R-A. If you have a question or something that you want to talk about on the show today, we do have a call in line. It's 877-864-46. Oh, I'm sorry, 4869. <laughs> Get <confused>. 877-864-4869 if you'd like to call in and ask Valerie a question. Before the break, Valerie, we were talking about being fully present and available with our children. And we kind of got into the whole piece of kind of modeling what you expect or, you know, I believe that we have outgrown the do as I say, not as I do philosophy of old, right? I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it used to be a big joke when I was in school that, you know, the gym teachers couldn't even possibly conceive of doing the things that they were asking us to do. So we, we really weren't inspired to, uh, follow their requests very often. You know, we, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's it, it's one of the big things that you talk about in your philosophy is conflicting messages, and it's you say that it's one of your pet peeves, and I, it's one of mine too. So I would love to get into that conversation with you. Well, you know, I mean, I grew up in Europe, and I, I realized that part of my reason for thinking the way that I do is I realized that most of what I learned from my parents and my mom, especially since she was a stay-at-home mom, was by the way she lived her life. I mean, she was a mom fully devoted to us. There were four of us, but she never lost her sense of womanhood. I mean, she, um, as an American living abroad, she was a member of various organizations, you know, American Wives of Europeans, and she did charity work, and then she started Girl Scouts so that my sister and I could join. She had her own life. She had a fabulous sense of style. She was always, you know, dressed beautifully and just expressed herself, and you knew that she was a woman who was confident in who she was. So it's now that I'm a mom that all of this subtext, all of this, you know, knowledge was passed down to me because I realized that that's just who she was. That's how she lived her life. Now, when I... Raising my kids in the U.S., one of the things that I had not really been exposed to as a child as France is kind of this obsession with sports or this, the, just the, the different approach and the different intensity with which we train. My daughters ended up, both of them, my older ones, picking a sport that they became passionate about. And, you know, I, just like other moms, decided to support that. But one of the things that drove me absolutely nuts and still does is when you have parents moms who are pushing, encouraging, supporting their children to pursue a physical activity, and yet they sit on the benches eating junk food, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but just getting fat while they're wanting these kids to be fit and healthy and vibrant. (laughs) And it just doesn't make sense to me. And my daughter used to train at a martial arts studio, and it just so happened that about you know, halfway through the amount of time that we were there, there was a half-hour class for adults, and I'd get my gloves and go and, and participate. And a lot of the moms would be like, wow, you know, you're such an inspiration. Inspiration, I wish I could do that. And I'd look at them and, well, come on over, join me. And the excuses would start flowing. And, you know, I, I don't have much sympathy for that because 
I think you really need to think about what the excuses really are about and are you making excuses um, because there's something bigger behind that that's that's keeping you from actively participating in the lifestyle that you're telling your child you want for them. I mean, it, it's just something that irks me and makes no sense to me. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because my children... Um, my children like video games very much, just like anyone does, mm-hmm. uh, any kid nowadays does. But I also realized that you know my kids were getting my kids were getting heavier and heavier as a result of coming home from school and plunking themselves down and playing these games. And I was right there next to them. Mm. You know, I thought it, we were spending quality time together. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but we were actually just kind of bulking up. So I decided that I was going to start uh, P90X. You know, I was going to lose Ooh. the weight, and I was going to get myself in shape. And so, I, you know, I went all out. I, I can't go halfway on anything. Yeah, that's so, hardcore. <laughs> right? right? I'm insane. But anyway, I started I doing that. P90X. And my kids would come in and be upset with me. But you're going to love this one. Because I was using the TV that they normally used for their video games to do these exercises. So I'm like, you know what? Here's the deal. If you want to be on the iPad, if you want to be you know, playing the games, you got to be on the treadmill or you have to be standing up doing something. You cannot play a video game sitting down in our house. Awesome. I made it a rule. And it's funny because the kids would come in and they'd be like, oh, mom, when are you going to be done? And I'm like, well, if you would exercise with me, then we would both be done at the same time. You know, absolutely. But you know what you what you talk about, and you just before break we were talking about being fully present. And I think what you fell into with your family, and you also mentioned earlier that you started having more uh, family dinners. And I think that that is lacking in too many families. But also what you describe, you know, coexisting, living parallel lives side by side, being in the same space at the same time, but having no real communication isn't being fully available and present to one another. And I think a lot of families fall into that. And, you know, it's the end of the day. You've had all of the struggles. You've had whatever. You just want that moment to unwind. But the danger is that you fall into discommunication and disconnect. And and it's an opportunity that could be a source of absolute magic that just gets wasted. You know, one of the things that I'm grateful to my parents for is that they always, always, always insisted on having dinner together and my dad often came home at eight o'clock at night and the only time we waited we didn't wait as if he came home after eight thirty because mom knew that that just was too late for us but you know except for that rare occasion we always had dinner time together and then sunday mornings we had a nice brunch together you know it was time to to connect to talk to share our days what was going on through our minds and i think that's unfortunately we've moved away from that you know, in, in our modern-day family. And it's a real shame because that's the time where you really can get inside your children's head and inside, you know, and really get a glimpse into their soul as to kind of who these extraordinary human beings are. So mm. I, I definitely am a strong advocate for, you know, making a, an effort to, you know, engage actively and, and connect, you know, push away the distractions, at least for... Absolutely. You know, 50 minutes, whatever it is, but make a concerted effort to have that precious time every day. 
You know, it's funny. I was just at a conference recently, and the, one of the speakers was talking about the amount of time that we spend engaged in active dialogue, face-to-face mm-hmm. active dialogue with our children in a day, in a given day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the study showed? I don't want to know. <laughs> Seven no. minutes. Seriously? Wow, that's even worse than I thought. Can you believe that? I mean, no, that's a lot of parents. a sad testament. Oh, my goodness. It is. It is. And, you know, a lot of parents say, well, I gave my child this smartphone because I want to stay connected to them. Mm. Do you know what? That time that you're spending in the car driving them from sport to sport or driving them from activity to activity, that is can possibly be the most valuable time that you spend with them in a day. Don't let them turn on their iPods. Don't let them put earbuds in their ears. Engage them in an active dialogue. A lot of parents say, oh, well, you know, we sit down and watch TV together. You're more engaged with the TV screen than you're engaged with your child. If you really want to spend that kind of time together, get out a board game. Yes. You know, (laughs) or a deck of cards. I'll tell you what, we take a deck of cards with us everywhere we go. It's the most awesome handheld game ever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and it's been around forever, right? I mean, I used to play cards with my grandmother, and I loved it. It was so much fun. And, uh, you know, the people who say, I don't want to teach my kids to play poker because that's gambling, shut up. Stop it. Give me a break. You know what? Then don't choose poker. (laughs) Choose other things, hearts or go fish or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there are a lot of options. But the point is really to spend that quality time where you're actually communicating, sharing, and not just side by side, engaged Mm -hmm. in something else, engaged in one another. I mean, the reality is, you know, we have our kids at home for, what, 18 precious years? Once that time is gone, it's gone. And if we haven't made the most of it, we find ourselves filled with regret because we realize, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't get a chance to do this or that while she was around or he was around. And and that's the last thing we want is to be faced with an empty house wishing that somehow, you know, we had made better use of our time while we had it. It's true. And we spend so much time preparing our kids to get out of our home. (laughs) (laughs) We spend so much time preparing them to be successful once they leave us that we don't fully appreciate and understand and get to know the amazing human being that they are while they're with us. I think you hit it on the nail, Tara, and I think that's just, you know, whether it's it's just a modern-day disease, but we're so worried about either making up for the past or planning for the future that we often forget to just live today. I agree. Just live 100%. today because the reality is, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What happened in the past happened. All I have today right now is the day in front of me. And the only option I have is to either make the most of it or waste it. And why would I choose to waste it? Right. We're all given the same amount of time every single day. What we choose to do with it is completely up to us. Absolutely. I I love that you have... um, the five you call them the five pillars of the scrumptious light and when we come back from this break we're going to talk about those fantastic stay tuned for more of the show tara the self-proclaimed queen of accountability loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children she wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance we'll be right back 
congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Get ready for Rise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, her book, and more, go to DonnaKimBrand.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children, in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Everybody, welcome back to the last segment of the show. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how quick this hour goes. It's just hysterical to me. But um, now you know why I'm on the phone all the time. If you've ever called me, it's just I just keep talking. But we are being joined today by an awesome guest, and um, Valerie is the creator of ScrumptiousMoms.com. So be sure to check that out because it is an online magazine. So um, it's full of tons of information, tips, and tools for moms to help you, you know, kind of rekindle that relationship with yourself that you had before you had kids sort of thing. Um, and Yeah, right? And then the other uh, place to reach her would be uh, Facebook, and she is Scrumptious Moms on Facebook as well. And also, you know, be sure to check in with us and let us know what you think of the show and topics that you'd like to hear discussed. And if you know of somebody who has a brilliant message that you think would be a great guest, let us know that as well. So, Valerie, before the break, um, 
I mentioned that you have these five pillars of the scrumptious life, and uh, we're we're a pillar family too. But we kind of use our pillars in a different way. We believe that children don't follow the rules because there simply are too many in most households. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who can keep track of all those rules? Oh God! <laughs> you know, and and they're subjective too. You know, it depends on your mood. <laughs> so some of these. Oh I- <laughs> how true! Oh, yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> There's some days that I like jumping on the bed. I mean, come on, how can that be a rule? But, you know, and regardless, um, I think your pillars are a bit different from ours, so I'd love to have you share those with our you listeners. You know, really my pillars are pillars of health. And ultimately, in order to be able to parent the way that we really want to, to be able to be fully present, to have the ability to hold our tongue before we speak if somehow, you know, our child does something that pushes to our limit and, you know, before we bite their head off and tell them, respect me by disrespecting them. If you are vibrantly healthy and you take care of your body, mind, and soul, then you're in the best place to be the best parent that you want to be. And Ultimately, you know, there is no such thing as the perfect parent. You know that. I know that. And the only way that we can be the best parent possible is to accept our limitations, our weaknesses, and allow ourselves to make mistakes and learn from them and and model that for our children as well. But the five pillars really are, you know, our mindset, our nutrition, hydration, exercise, and sleep. And, and to me, it's really the cornerstone of, of being healthy and, and taking care of ourselves so that we can parent from that place of strength and that place of being fulfilled uh, and not kind of constantly running on fumes. I mean, what you were talking about, you know, if you neglect your own self, but yet you want to be a mom who's present and open, and, you know, sometimes the way we phrase things, our kids hear differently than what we want them to hear and vice versa. You know, they may be coming to us with something and because we're in a certain mindset, something that they're just sharing because they're wanting to express a thought or explore something we may take as criticism because we just happen to be in a place that's a little bit negative. And so making sure that we're complete and that we're in the best shape that we can possibly be in the best health health we can be allows us to be more fully present and to really parent you know from a a place of strength and not being depleted and you know kind of risking that um, explosion at any moment so that's really what the five pillars of, of the scrumptious life is about is really taking a look at these different pillars and understanding how they're intricately connected and you know in the same way that you wouldn't build a house on the sloppy foundation you know it's the same thing with your life and your parenting you've got to make sure that your foundation is strong I love that and it's kind of funny that you know with the flu going around mm. uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you this is the longest duration of a sickness that I've ever witnessed I mean People are getting sick with the flu and staying sick for weeks. It's it's insane. You know, it's and been getting worse and worse every year. Yeah. I know. It's frightening. And the thing that's really odd to me is my kids are, um, I pride myself on the fact that my kids will make themselves something to eat. If I'm busy and, you know, it's not that constant mom, 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 mom to do everything for them because I raised them to be fairly independent boys, you know, and but at the same time, their choices are whatever's easiest 
and whatever whatever tastes the best at the time. So um, I my kids woke up this morning. This is the first day back. Yeah. And they did not, they could not get up. I mean, these boys were, ugh, they were mm-hmm. snotty and disgusting and, and oh my God, they were ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I said to my husband, you know, it's because you and I, guy, got this same sickness a couple weeks ago and it lasted for two days. And yet our kids get it and they were out Friday and now, you know, they're talking about not going to school today because they don't feel well. My kids don't pretend that they're sick. And I said to him, I think it's because of the way they eat. You know, in the five pillars, I actually share a story and, and nutrition is so important when it comes to health and, and ultimately when it comes to the, their ability to perform at the level that they want to and that we want them to in school because if you don't give them the right nutrition their energy is going to be impacted and the um, their clarity and ability to focus is also going to be severely impacted by that and we learned that lesson kind of the hard way I mean I pride myself in, in, in having healthy eating habits and those are mostly inherited by my mom and for the most part you know we cook homemade meals and go shopping two three times a week for fresh fruits and vegetables and and all that kind of stuff and then when Natasha was Natasha had started competing and her training became more and more demanding in terms of hours and we found ourselves where I was at her martial arts studio with her every night two to three nights and my husband started taking over preparing food and this is not a criticism of him by any stretch of the imagination but we started falling back on prepared foods and for the most part it tended to be pizza and pasta and it was just the easy thing quick to prepare kids loved it they didn't complain about it mm-hmm. but within a couple of weeks we noticed that Natasha's mood has changed drastically she became so hypersensitive it's like the slightest thing that went wrong she had a meltdown and it took a little while but I realized that that switch happened when we made the switch in our nutrition once we got her back on regular meals and you know it took some effort on our part I had to change the way that we approach things but once we switched back to more wholesome meals with balanced proteins and you know greens at every meal things went back to being great you know she was able to handle less than perfect with a lot more strength so it's something that we don't necessarily think about but proper nutrition and everything you know the other four pillars are equally important but every choice that we make um, in terms of nutrition hydration and all of that has such drastic impact on our ability as as moms but then our children's ability to perform at the level that they want to you know if you don't have the right fuel you can have the right intention you just aren't going to be able to get up and go you know it's i love that you said that um one of my best friend and neighbor always said to me food is fuel she would yell at me because in the midst of toy season i can literally go an entire day without eating and she would be like food is fuel blah 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 so then my son started back up at wrestling again and he's wrestling in a higher weight class than he wants to be at but he's only like a few pounds away from dropping a weight class and, you know, it, he would dominate the weight class if he dropped just a little bit. So he started going into those same habits that I saw wrestlers doing when I was in high school, where they would fast, they would run up and down stairs at the at breaks, they would, you know, ju- they would take diuretics so that they oh. were losing water weight. And I'm like, you know what, buddy, here's the deal. 
you are weakening your body so much that by the time you get to that match, you may be down two pounds, but you don't have the strength to execute the moves that you know and the and the skill that you have. So what's the point? Absolutely. You know, and he's like, but mom, if I put on muscle, then I'm going to then that's more weight. And I'm like, yeah, well, then eat more fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, but knock it off with the starvation diet and the overexerting yourself to lose water weight because that's not going to fly with me. You know, well, and the the hardest, the worst part about that is it 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 leaves lasting scars. You know, once you've screwed up your metabolism and you've, you know, hurt your body in that way, you'll heal, but it's going to take longer than if you never went through that process in the first place. So it's important to, you know, I'm thrilled to hear you say that you you intervene in that case, and that is something that we do need to do. I mean, it's great to give our children the freedom to to search and discover things on their own, but there are times where we just need to be parents (laughs) and say, no go. Exactly. And set the example. You know, as going back to being the mom is the example, if you have a trip coming up that you're getting ready for like I do, and you know that you want to get into that bathing suit and you've got to lose five pounds, do not starve yourself in front of your daughter and expect, you know, to be setting the example of, I want to look good in a bathing suit when I'm on vacation. Because what you're setting the example of is, I know that I don't have to take care of myself because it's better to look good than to feel good. And, you know, that that's the example that you're setting that it's other people's perception of you is more important than your own self-care and when we do things like that it really just absolutely destroys our daughter's self-worth mm-hmm. um, self-image and ability to stand in their truth and be proud uh, and loud about who they are and, and what they believe in so I just uh, I love that you came on and were able to share all of this information with oh, us I can't you. believe that we're ready to wrap up all oh no I know. It's absolutely insane. So, you know, before you go, I really just want to remind everybody, um, check out scrumptiousmoms.com. It's really, in in this day and age, it's really more important than ever that we set the right example, but that we that we take care of us first because when our pitchers are empty then we can't give our children what they need to fill theirs so you know make sure that you take care of yourself make sure that you stand in your truth and that you are the example of what you want to see your children become thank you so much for joining us everyone and until next week keep playing listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And of course, listen...